What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian. Today, we have a very special guest on this episode. You may have seen the Netflix show, Web of Make-Believe, Death, Lies, and the Internet. Well, today, we have Lisa Finch on the podcast, and this is her story. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, thanks for being here and, and sharing your story with us. Before we get into it, I do want to talk about what swatting is. And swatting is when somebody makes a false phone call to 911 and would say something like there's a bomb somewhere or someone's held hostage and the SWAT team goes over to that person's house who's not doing that at all and I guess just pretty much comes in and ransacks the house or the building or surrounds the building, right? Is this, so what happened to you specifically? First of all, I have to give praise to the Lord because I've had faith from the beginning. The officer that shot my son, Justin Rapp, will be held accountable. Well, on December 28, 2017, a hoax or swatting call, which as you indicated, gets first responders to converge on one location with situations such as hostages taking have been taken uh in our particular phone call tyler barris stated that he was holding his mother and brother hostage he had shot his father in the head uh there he had doused the house with gasoline uh i mean just bizarre and this was all due to Somebody losing a dollar and fifty cent game, and they got on Twitter and started talking to each other. And Tyler Barris is known for making these types of phone calls, and was arrested previously before this incident. Mm-hmm. Right, several and times. So, okay, go ahead. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's been sentenced to twenty years. He was able to roll all of his charges into one. And it was a dollar fifty bet between Shane Gaskill and Casey Vine. Shane Gaskill had actually lived at our address before. Uh, That's Barris how we gave, knew the address because he was there before. Okay. Uh, they had the wrong description of the house. Uh, nothing was right about that night. Nothing. You guys were sitting there eating eating dinner. No, uh, it, it, no, Andy had cooked that day. He was an excellent cook. About 6.10, this squatting call came into the security desk at City Hall at 6.10. Security desk. How many 911 calls or emergency calls are you aware of that goes into the security desk at City Hall? Ours was in Wichita, Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean... Didn't pay attention to that at all. I mean, there was just so much wrong with that call. Just so much. I mean, first it was after hours at City Hall. It took three, at least three attempts to transfer to 911 call. Tyler was able to make it appear as if it was a local number. So he had the technology to be able to do yes. that by, I, I don't know how he would, I, he, he, he's not, he was not, now Tyler was not in Wichita, he's not even from Kansas, correct? No, he was in Los Angeles, California. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So the so the, the SWAT team surrounds your house. No, the SWAT was not there. Oh, the SWAT, SWAT was not there. The sergeant in charge, Benjamin Jonker, was asked why why he didn't call SWAT, and he said it wasn't his job. There was no hostage negotiator, no first aid people. I mean, no. And he was allowed to leave the scene that night and go home. Wasn't questioned for a few days. Now, and, and and they're supposed to be when there's a hostage situation. I was reading um, some of the lawsuit that was filed. Uh, the crisis intervention team is supposed to be there. And what they're yes. supposed to do is assess the situation, try to calm everybody down. What happens is Andrew winds up. So I, before I even say that there were, so there was people, there was police outside your house. And so go ahead. what had, what had happened was there was a pothole in the alley adjacent. I mean, right. There was no space in between the pothole and the West side of our house. When a vehicle would pass through it, that noise was so loud, we could hear it inside the living room, which is where mm-hmm. Andy was. And it was separate. There was no windows to look out. Uh, it was only separated by the foyer. Andy went to the door and opened it because he heard a vehicle, which was the cop car. Mm-hmm. They had no flashing lights, no sirens nothing he got up to check and see if somebody was there for my grandkids his niece and nephew who had been a part of our household since 2002 when my oldest daughter uh adelina finch and francis finch's mother died in 2002 i mean they uh, i don't know where to go from here because there's just so much uh do, 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 do you think that Netflix did a great job on the story as they said it? There were a few inaccuracies, but Brian Knappenberger, who was the one who actually did the series for Netflix, handled interviewing us with such kindness and gentleness that he needs to be applauded. Wow. And it was just he was just, there were just a few, my son was never out on the porch. Never. The bullet went through the screen door. So he opened the door. The hard door. The hard, the hard door. There was a screen door there. And mm-hmm. according to what, what I was watching on Netflix, I think within like seven seconds or yes. so, uh, yes. officer. Justin uh, Rapp. Justin Rapp winds up shooting him from 50 yards away. Now, what's a, what's crazy about that and what's that? Anyone could have opened that door. Anyone yes. could have opened that door. He did not know who was – he didn't know if, if it – first, they didn't know if it really was a hostage situation because they assumed it was from the phone call, right? But at yes. the same time, they didn't assess the situation because that could have been a hostage if there was a hostage situation yes. at the door. Yes. yes. Like I said, my son opened the door, the screen door, because he thought he he's our protector. He was always the protector, even to extended family members. And I have to say this real quick. He is not pleased with me for all the attention he's getting. He was a very private person. So, no, he opened the door within, like I said, no sirens, no lights. 
and was shot within seven seconds. He was denied medical treatment, which has me pondering, was it a kill shot in the first place? Why shoot to kill? You know, and Justin Rapp has a history of excess use of force. He has had six referrals to emergency intervention services for excess use of force in a matter of months. It takes three write-ups to get a referral to the emergency intervention services. I saw on Netflix also you are not you are also a very private person and did not want to be thrown into this sort of uh, first of all news story which is horrific but you you don't, you don't like the attention either you you don't want to have to deal with this now the city of Wichita I heard you go I don't know if it was public count, count city council meetings that you've been to to discuss this have they tried to quiet you down when this first happened I was giving a speech, and we are allowed five minutes to speak. I spoke well over the five minutes. The mayor at the time, Jeff Longwell, spoke up and said, you've gone over your five minutes. And I explained to him, I've gone over the time, but now I have no time with my son. I'm going to say this. He eventually shut off my mic. I just spoke louder and got out what I had to say. I must have gone on for 20 minutes or so. And I'm not ashamed of going over the limit. I mean, if they're allowed to break rules and not follow their own policies and procedures, how do they expect the citizens of the city to? Right. Exactly. And so let's go back to you're out. The cops come inside your house. They take everybody that's inside no. that. No, they don't. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. No, what happened was I never heard a shot. I heard my son make this animalistic sound that I will never not hear. It's on my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. As I was approaching, I was, okay, our house was laid out weird. I was in my bedroom as we had already eaten and were getting in our night clothes and getting ready for bed. Mm -hmm. As I was walking to see what was up with my son, we were ordered to come out the east side of the house with our hands up. It was 24 degrees that night. We were not dressed and were not allowed to get appropriate clothing and shoes to go outside. As we stepped down the bottom stairs, we were handcuffed, the remaining members of my household. We were handcuffed and left out in this 24-degree weather, not appropriately dressed, for over 40 minutes. None of the police officers that were there had thought, hey, if this is a hostage situation, if these are, for some particular reason, hostages, would you assume within the first few minutes they should realize it was not a hostage situation? They didn't decide to put you in in a police car to warm you up. They just left you guys outside in the front? What they did after the time we were outside, which is well over 40 minutes, they told us to get into separate vehicles and, quote, warm up, unquote. Instead, they hauled us downtown for interrogation. 
after my son was shot, they were still on the phone with Tyler Bears yes. for 16 minutes. At what point in the police station did they realize that they made a mistake? They knew before they even took us down. They knew. They were still on the phone. There was these excuses of the messages not relaying. Well, if it was from the 911 operator, which is indicated the call was finally transferred after several tries, Mm -hmm. they were still on the phone call. The caller had stated that the house was doused in gasoline. There was no smell of gasoline. There was an officer even stating, where's the gas? He knew something was up right then when he didn't smell the gas. This is all. My son was shot within seven seconds. Yeah. This was all after my son was shot. And he literally, he literally laid in the foyer. And they told the officers to step over or around him. He laid there. And was the medical co- attention denied by the yes. police officers from the ambulance? Was that's what? Wow. That's why I want to know. Was it an intentional kill shot in the first place? He was denied medical treatment. The shot was actually determined to be fatal the next day. The fact that it was fatal was not known that night. Mm-hmm. Why was he denied medical treatment? They wouldn't even let the ambulance approach. The ambulance was parked a ways away. They picked him up about, I think it was six. 57 or 58 and they took him to the hospital where he died at 7.03 p.m. They let him lay there for again over 40 minutes stepping over him. What had happened though in this interim is that my granddaughter Adelina Finch Andy's niece uh, and my grandson Francis Finch her brother had been in my household since 2002 when my oldest daughter passed away. They forced my then 17-year-old granddaughter, Adelina Finch, to step over her dying uncle father figure's body, seeing him bleeding and hearing him struggle to breathe. She was 17. She was in shorts. In January, on January 11th, 2019, Four months after her 18th birthday, she committed suicide because she could not get the flashbacks and nightmares to stop that came nightly. Where was Adelina during the time that was she? She she was upstairs. Did she hear hear the gunshot go off? She saw the light of the gunshot fire. She didn't. She heard the shot, but she also saw the spark that came when Rap shot. So on Netflix, what they showed is the police officers coming into the house, arresting everybody and bringing them out. And you're saying that everyone came downstairs and that's yes. they arrested. So they didn't never even go inside. No, not until after they uh, obtained search warrants. Okay. And ransacked my house. That's when they came in. Adelina was not let left was not let out the front door in handcuffs. We were handcuffed after they told us to come out the east side with our hands up. 
How long were you at the police station? How uh, You may have said, how long were you at the police station for? I have no idea. I do know, I remember asking my detective, who was very kind, asking him, what about my son? Because I was not sure at that time. All I remember is that noise he made. And he said very quietly, I'm sorry, but he did not make it. When my daughter, when I got noticed, my daughter passed away. I was hysterical. I mean, I had a breakdown. When I was told Andy was dead, I I hardened up and I was determined. What was going through your head the moment you realized that your son did not make it through that? Immediately, I would assume immediately you were blaming the. Not only the false 911 phone calls, but more importantly, the police who are supposed to be able to be in in a situation like this and and be professional and know their trade. Okay. That night, it didn't seem as though any protocols, practices, rules, regulations, uh, nothing was followed. Nothing. To give the excuse that the information wasn't being relayed you know my son was given several different commands at the same time and he was very confused there was officers much closer there was about 40 law enforcement officers there that night uh he was given this there was one officer that was much closer to andy who said walk this way people the uh, the officers contradict rap statement in saying that my son was not acting in a threatening way or speaking in a threatening way. He looked very confused. One of these officers was standing right next to Justin Rapp when the shooting occurred. So what was going on through your head at the police station once you found out your son did not make it? You said you were determined what your yeah, mind I, you said you stayed calm i was calm i was very hardened on the inside what people need to understand when law enforcement kills your loved one it changes you it, there is no i don't recognize the person i was before as you said i did not like attention i did not like publicity i prefer most animals over people but with my son being shot and killed, I ha- a new me came out. You know, the speaking, the getting this message out there, just don't think that you can't be killed by law enforcement. Don't. There are thousands of people killed annually by law enforcement. There is this gentleman... Rick Hill, who has kept meticulous statistics since January 1st, 2000. He now has Anne-Marie Grant assisting him. Uh, These statistics are better than most newspapers. I mean, don't think that law enforcement can't. And sometime during this interview, I have to give a shout out to some of the justice people. It is my obligation and duty to speak out for all justice families, which is what we cause our, call ourselves. There are so many of us, and each year the number rises of these 
innocent people being killed by law enforcement. Has was has there ever been a police officer or anyone in the system that has reached out to you to apologize? Our district attorney, Mark Bennett, has never charged an officer in a shooting except for a few minutes, a few days after Andy. Uh, on January 31st, I believe, an officer was called to a scene. I can't remember the reason. And he shot at the family dog and a bullet grazed a child's head. And he was charged. I'm not sure of the outcome of that because I think he sued. Uh, Mark Bennett has not charged an officer. He's our district attorney, Cedric County District Attorney. Wichita, Kansas has a higher ratio of officer-involved shootings, which is goes against how many officers against how, many, how, how big the population is. Wichita, Kansas is about 450,000 plus people. They had, they have a higher ratio of officer-involved shootings than both Chicago and Detroit, which have populations in the millions. And as stated on the Netflix, it has a higher ratio than the na- national number. At what point, how long did it take for you to realize or to find out who the police officer was? that shot the, I believe it was the AR-15. Yes. WPD has a habit or practice of not releasing the names of officers who shot someone. Miko Hayes from the Daily Hayes gave them a deadline to release the name. That deadline passed. He had uncovered the name, which is now Justin Rapp. It, it, I think I want to say that happened in May of 2018. That's what I want to say. I know you had some bulletin points also that you wanted to speak on for some, some things that were not maybe on the Netflix show that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know you have your notes right there, and I want to let yeah. you all I all I know is what you have sent me and what I've seen on the Netflix uh episode, uh, which is episode number one, which I understand also you did not watch until just the other day. Now, this came out June 15th. Were you scared to watch it? Did you just not want to relive that whole experience? And was it hurtful to see it? I just I was given I didn't have the means to watch it on Netflix. Uh Adam Kaplan gifted me an Netflix subscription so I could watch. I was so determined to watch it. When I started watching it, within the first three minutes, I tensed up and began to panic. I had to shut it off. I don't even know if the credits finished well. I I couldn't do it. Well, I finally was able to do it just a few days ago. And as I said, Brian Knappenberger, who was responsible for this series, was just so kind and just gentle in handling the situation, which everybody has been in any interview, except the city of Wichita. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I told thing, you I'm not going to... Uh, go ahead. Justin Rapp 
uh, sued the city for lost wages for his second job as a security guard at a local Walmart. They, the city settled for $33,000. They have also spend, spent an estimate of over a million dollars on legal fees up to this date to protect rap or defend rap. What, I mean, was, he, million was he fired dollars. from the security? No. What, was, was he laid off? From, from, no. It, okay. No, they said they put him on uh, desk duty. No, he's never from, had from the police from the police force, but from okay. Uh, Justin Rapp is involved in several excess use of forces, including other shootings besides Andrew Finch. He has never once been held accountable. No repercussions whatsoever. Now he's been devoted promoted to detective. We had a supporter, Bonnie Biddle who would uh, approach Rap when she saw him at Walmart working security. And one time she told him, I will write you in prison on Andrew Finch stationery." So we have so much support. I mean, so much support. And after the Netflix episode, people from all over the world have reached out. The only negativity I'm aware of is from the very, very beginning. And they were saying, oh, must comply. No, he was given several commands at the same time, my son was. That seems to happen a lot in situations like this where too many officers are screaming different things at someone. But he was still inside the screen door and no one knew really what was even going on inside. No, the screen door had come open. I will say that, I think. I mean, I can't watch the video from that night. I don't know what it shows. All I know is his feet, nothing of his was on the porch when he was shot. On the porch. He, he, okay. He fell inside the house in the foyer. How hard was it for you? How long did it take for you to finally be able to get a lawsuit uh, against, uh, I guess it would be against the city of Wichita, right? And the, and the police force. Our lawyer, Andrew Stroth, with Action Injury Law Group in Chicago, uh, filed the initial draft on January in January of 2018, less than a month after. So a year, a year afterward. No, this Andy was killed in 2017, December of 2017, January 2018. Oh, so just a month afterward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Andrew has been very, very good to me. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit I have a disability, a legal disability by mm. mental, due to mental illness. He's put up with my two o'clock texting. Once he even responded to me, I said, what are you doing up? Because I try to message people so they can do it when they want to. He said, oh, I got up to work out. <laughs> Yeah, but when I fa- it took me, it took myself to come to terms with Andy's death about six months ago. You know, after all, it's just confusing. 
the only two people to reach out from the city is once when I was speaking. Oh, no, there was more. Once when I was speaking at council, council member Brandon Johnson offered his condolences. Brandon Johnson also spoke at one of my uh, son's vigils we have each year. And uh, Mayor Whipple, the current mayor, uh, Brandon Whipple, also spoke at a vigil. Uh, the chief at the time, Gordon Ramsey, was out of town during the incident. And he showed up on my doorstep a few days later. And somehow he knew to come to the east side. And he said, this is wrong. This is not right. And he asked me the most stupidest question I've ever heard. He asked me if I wanted to watch the video footage with him. And I'm thinking, why in the world would I want to watch the video footage of my son being shot by a cop with a cop? Just curious. Were you worried that the police were going to try to cover this up and then come after you and the family? Yes. In fact, I'm surprised they didn't plant a gun. My son's autopsy proved he was not drinking. He was not on illegal drugs. Nothing. Nothing. And yeah, Wichita has a blatant history of corruption and wrongdoings. I mean, well, and, you, and you hear these stories all the time with people in situations like yours where maybe something horrible happened to somebody innocent and instead of taking the blame for it, uh, instead of the, the police or the city taking the blame, they decided to make a cover-up and you could have easily been a big part of a cover-up. So luckily that never did happen to you and the family. No, but I fully believe and with my faith, no, that the lid is getting ready to be blown off the wrongdoings of Wichita, Kansas. Well, I uh, think I think you opened up a whole uh, uh, basket of worms, possibly. Well, don't they deserve it? I, <laughs> I can't really give an opinion, but yeah, but but I mean, I mean, you doing read, something like this, <laughs> you read the law. This, yeah, I did. Oh. I did read the lawsuit. When Mark Bennett, the district attorney for Sedgwick County, was getting ready to read his report and decision, he actually had the streets blocked off with those things, those things that have the yellow light on it. And mm-hmm. he was that afraid that something was going to happen with that, his decision. As I said, he's not, he has not charged a cop with any wrongdoing for the most part. He ugh, he needs gone, as does our city manager, Layton. When Netflix came up to you and approached you about the show, were you hesitant to be a part of it? Did, did, they, did they approach you or did you guys approach them? How, no. did, how did that all work? Everybody has approached us. We've, I have not gone out to seek, you know, I want my stories, my son's story told, of course, but I don't go around expecting people to want to do it. So people have come to us. 
Netflix came to, to me, actually, and all the interviews, like I said, Brian handled us so nicely, all of us. Like my, my grandson, Francis Finch, is shown in the Netflix episode. And Ali Abdelhadi, which was a roommate of mine, uh, he saw my son. He got to see my son because he was walking into the living room headed towards my son. And he, he said, we didn't know who was shooting as there were no emergency lights flashing, no sirens, you know. Was he going to be shot next? And not that he... No, he wished it was him and not Andy. But when I approached to see what was going on, he couldn't tell me. He couldn't tell me. I can't believe that must have been so confusing for everyone in the house. You hear gunshots. There's no sirens. There's no lights. It could just be a random gunman outside just a taking shots. And yeah, exactly. You know? No. If I could just talk about these few people to show you the discrepancies and what they do to people. Okay. The mother of Jonathan Victor, Donna Chisezi, lost her son on 5-13-2017 to Baldwin County Sheriff's Deputy Matt Hannity. As with most of these deaths, the defendant's account is different than witnesses observing the same killing. There was Judge William Cassidy stated the video cam from the dash cam from Hannity's vehicle was contradictory to to what the defendant stated. Jonathan had not taken an aggressive shooter stance. Sheriff Huey Haas Mack was charged with failing to train his officers on how to respond to a mental health crisis. Jonathan was 35 Hannity was charged with violating Jonathan's civil rights. The brother of Gina Woods and husband of Christina Selfridge, Stephen Myers, was killed in broad daylight by Barber County, Kansas Sheriff's Officer Virgil Brewer. Brewer shot Stephen Myers point-blank range with an illegal beanbag. Brewer lost his civil case. Part of his sentencing was to not leave the state. Because he's awaiting criminal, a criminal trial now. Mm-hmm. He's been to Texas. I think he's currently in Oklahoma. I mean, they don't they don't punish law enforcement for these. Now, I called our Attorney General Derek Schmidt, talk, telling him about the case. He says, "I support law enforcement." Now, Christina Selfridge said. He told her, the the widow of Stephen Myers, he told her, uh, we only support law enforcement do good. And then Stephen was the father of three kids and 42 years old. Then there was Carlos Andy Cruz, son of Becky Wigington who was shot on 1-7-2017 by Independence, Missouri, police officer Dustin Rapp. Same spelling, only not Justin, but Dustin. And he was also in a mental health crisis. Officer Dustin Rapp 
was ordered not to shoot by his superior and shot anyway. Andy was 51 and left behind three children he raised. Teresa Joyce Wynn lost her son, Dominic White, to Topeka, Kansas police officers, Justin Mackey and Officer Michael Cruz. He was shot in the back while running away. Dominic was only 30 years old and the father to four sons. Anne-Marie Grant lost her brother, Thomas Purdy, on 10-8 of 2015 to Reno Police and Washoe, Washoe County, Nevada law enforcement officers. Multiple officers hogtied Thomas for over 40 minutes, then while still hogtied, while prone, then asphyxiated. Thomas had been beaten up by security at a casino called the Pepper Mill for asking for help. Thomas Purdy was 38 years old, the father of a 17-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter. More recently, Cedric Lofton, who was 17 years old, was killed in Sedgwick County's juvenile defense, the uh, juvenile detention facility while handcuffed. 17 years old. He was also in a mental state. The city the city is fighting all of these when it's evident that they've yeah. most of these deaths also state cause of death as homicide. Now multiply that by the thousands of people that are killed each year by law enforcement. We have we have law enforcement like the Gestapo. They kill with impunity for the most part. I really think mm. That with my son's case, and I hope and pray this is so, that it's going to bring much more attention to these wrongful killings. So thank you for letting me do that. I think that. it will, and I also think I, I think I think it will bring a lot of attention to it. I uh, this may change the course of history when it comes to law enforcement. And because you know, so often, like we said earlier, police like to protect each other. There's a brotherhood. Uh, and FOP. oftentimes they get away with them. Yeah. I want to talk about your granddaughter. Her name was Adelina, correct? Yes. She and was such now a... She, she, she winded up... Go ahead. Uh, she was such a bright light. In her senior year of high school, she obtained her CNA license. She was very caring and such a caretaker. And she actually had donated organs and saved three lives. Uh, just such a loss. Just such a loss. They had no regard for a 17-year-old girl enforcing her to step. They didn't care. They didn't care that my son was lying there breathing and uh, struggling to breathe and just bleeding all over the place. Never moved him. Just was the officers were told to walk over and around him. Why? Who does that? I'm Because at this point, and I'm I'm very sorry. At at, at this point, oh, no. he, at, at this point, he is obviously not in danger to anybody, and was never in danger to anyone. But from a police standpoint, if he's shot and he's on the ground, aren't you supposed to? I mean, I'm not. A, I, I don't know, but aren't you supposed to give him medical attention? An officer was stated saying this man needs medical attention. The sergeant in charge again, who didn't do his job 
just said, step over and around. Just leave him there. And I bring up the fact again that the shot was fatal. That fact was not known that night. It was not known till a few days later after my lawyer had inquired. Why leaving there lying, suffering? That sound I heard, I, okay, you have children. Anybody out there who has children, don't think that this can't happen to you being killed by law enforcement. Don't think you can't lose your child to them. You know, just put yourself in a parent who's lost a child. Just just for a minute, try to, you can't imagine the actual, the actual feelings that come along with this because I was not aware of squatting, but actually squatting has been around since 2008. And there's never, I've never heard only- of squatting. I, I didn't know what it was. I honestly, I thought when they were when I saw the uh, the show when the squatting came up, or uh, um, uh, I, I mean, I, I just I had I had no I- idea no. what this was. I thought maybe it was uh, sitting in someone's house, right? You, I, 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 had, I did not know. Um, and now, and, and to to know it's been around for that long, and especially in the gaming community, and your son didn't even play. No, he, he wasn't. Was not, even I, a I don't gamer. know. I don't. I don't think he was a gamer. No. Yeah. Why in the world is it more information made readily a public or available to the public? Why are they keeping it hidden? And actually, in deposition, one of the officers had stated that there had been a squatting incident just a couple of years, maybe eighteen months prior to Andy. He was the only one. Squatting, only- squat, yeah, squat, squat, sorry, squatting. I was oh. thinking squatting. Yeah, swatting incident. So when yeah. I, I mean, you said squatting earlier, I, I kind of oh, lost sorry. my train of thought there. But yeah, swatting. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. He was the only officer to admit knowing what squatting was. Okay. Wichita, Kansas, mm-hmm. as I said, has a history of wrongdoing. And they're used to settling for a hundred thousand dollars at the most and the reason i believe they're fighting this so hard is because for one there had been a local attorney approach me and then when i read the information about andrew's firm which indicated we could um, sue multiple people or entities i thought i called my local lawyer and said can we sue more than one person? And he said he would have to check. Mm-hmm. I immediately hung up mm-hmm. and signed with Andrew's firm. And I think it's a big help that he's from out of state. You know, he doesn't have these mm-hmm. give a little, take a little mentality. You know, he doesn't care who's who. You know, I, I, think, I, think you, I think you changed my mind on something because for so long, I've always been a big... Um, supporter of maybe not sharing the news because then you have copycats, right? Sometimes you share something like you see these school shootings and, and you have other people that maybe look up to these, these villains that are these, these teenagers that are doing this and they look up to them as a hero because maybe they don't have anything going on in their lives. So they want to get the public recognition mm-hmm. and they do that. It's a copycat syndrome, right? So uh, what you just said though, really gives a different, 
uh, perspective of of any really kind of scenario like this because what you're saying is they should share because had you would have known what swatting was prior regardless if the police the police would have known the police would have known because it'd been made more it would have been there would have been a lot more stories about it and the police would have been able to better maybe assess the situation actually a few months after Andy was killed we had a friend living in Iowa who calls and said because of what happened to Andy, his life, our friend's life had been saved because he had actually been swatted. Wow. And the, the, the law enforcement there withheld acting out before checking it out. You know, then Lena saved. And it, Go ahead. And in, in Andrew's situation, not only did he lose his life, but two other people lost their lives due to it. One being your granddaughter mm-hmm. who wind up committing suicide over this. And then from what I understand, her boyfriend also winded up committing suicide. I guess, I don't know. Was, was it right after it was March? Death it was in March. Up? It was in March after Adelina had killed herself in January. It was in 2018. Is Who's being held accountable accountable for their deaths? No one. Is anyone no being one. held accountable for their deaths? No. 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 Because they'd still be alive today if this didn't happen. Hey, they would. Like I said, Adelina was afraid to be left alone. She was consumed of these with these images of her uncle father figure. I mean she had been in our household since 2002. I mean, she, she was like my mm-hmm. child. I was her grandmother, but she was a child that I raised, you know? And it's just so sad that there's not more emphasis or more knowledge around the state, around America, about squatting. There have been so, so many people state the fact that they had no idea what squatting was. This is a new phenomenon that should have been well known. You know, powder bears had squatted, placed bomb threats and all kinds of stuff. You know, don't know. How is Francis uh, doing? Uh, this is this happened in 2017, the end of 2017. We are yeah. now middle of 2022. How is Francis? Because it looked like you know, there's a lot of emotion still, as you can imagine, for the whole family. Yeah, and is he is. is he doing okay? Is is he is, he, is there counseling involved? He went to counseling for a little bit, and he didn't pursue it much. He's gained extra kicks and responses. He has a lot of anger, a lot of anger. And I try to be there for him as much as possible. And sometimes I I ask everybody, I said, do you mind me talking about Andy and Lena? Some members of my family are bothered when I talk about it. But to me, Andy always will be. He's not a was, he is a is. He deserves to be talked about, you know? And Francis always says, no, I don't care. Talk about him all you want. He 
really looked up to Andy. You know, Andy was his father figure as well. And right. to be to have that loss taken, you know, well, their mother had been taken from them when they were just one and two. And now their father figure was gone, you know. And Francis has matured very nicely. I am so proud of him. Just so proud of him. He's got an excellent job. He's building his credit. He has an awesome girlfriend that is so calming with him. Her name is Alexis Hill. She may not like that, but <laughs> people need to know what a good person she is and how good she is for Francis. Good. Yeah. Have you, has it, I, I know you are a woman of faith yes. and being More recently. Able to, <laughs> being, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you were quite angry for quite a while. Uh, being a, go ahead. I wasn't angry. I was confused. Who in the world in the United States opens their door and is automatically shot by a cop? That's why people around here are saying, we don't answer the door. We don't go open the door anymore, no matter who's out there. People are just saying, you know, you don't open your door and get shot by a cop or law enforcement is is the term. I mean, who? <laughs> no, I, I, I was confused, but I don't want to think people I want. I don't want people to think I was uncaring or unlovable. And I have stated from the beginning, my faith is what's getting me through and that rap will be held accountable. Until recently when I had an epiphany and my prayers have been answered nonstop that I realized just how awesome the Lord is. And it's just amazing to have this carry me through. So I forgive rap because I expect to get be forgiven for my wrongdoings, you know, and just I didn't understand. And then I find out multiple referrals to emergency intervention services. For excess use of force, then promoted to mm -hmm. detective when the other, oh, then I might get in trouble for this, but I want to put in, there was an officer, his last name was Bachman, who was accused, allegedly accused of sexual misconduct, sexual battery, sexual abuse. He was forced to give up practicing law enforcement. That means he wasn't able to be a gypsy, which is the term given to police officers who's been found guilty of something and can go to work at another police force or another law enforcement force. So no, no jail time, nothing, no. just a slap on the wrist. You can't work in this police department anymore. No, that's what a gypsy does, not this police department. Bachman, because of his... Uh, activities, and I in no means mean to play down the sexual misconduct, sexual assault, abuse, that is very, very serious. This officer who was charged and convicted of these charges was told not to practice law anymore and was forced to retire. Okay, rat shot and killed a man. No repercussions whatsoever. Bachman is was working for the WPD as well. And there were several women that 
had been affected by Bachman. I don't understand the reason. Sometimes it's I wonder. Sometimes I wonder if it's who you know and who you're friends with that determines the outcome. Because you even said that uh, Justin Rapp was then promoted to detective. Now he he's been uh, I, I, the, he's been indicted by what federal prosecutors or he he's in some sort of trouble for this now, right? Is that correct? He was denied qualified immunity, which is given to government officials. While they're on the job, they can't be charged with any wrongdoing if it was job-related. He was denied this qualified immunity. He appealed to the appellate court, 10th Circuit, in Denver, Colorado. We just recently received their decision that they upheld this denial. So now we prepare for trial. I know and have faith what the outcome of this is going to be. I have no doubt. My lawyer keeps saying, you know, it's going to take a while and you never know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. As I said, Bonnie Biddle told Rap she'd gladly write him in prison on Andrew Finch stationery. I'm not the only one. I mean, something good has to come out of this. And if it brings attention and causes people to step back and take a look, There are the thin blue line supporters. I respect their beliefs. I don't agree, but I also expect them to understand where justice families who've lost a loved one to law enforcement and why we feel and say the things we do. I respect their beliefs, you know, and and saying, you know, thin blue lines. since the Netflix episode came out, uh, how has the outreach been to you and your family from, I mean, everyone probably all over the world. Uh- all over the world. In fact, this lady in Korea, it was an Amer- she had an American name. She had actually asked me about filing a congressional, and I was not sure. She sent me links to two separate United States agencies to file a complaint against government officials and the other one was to file fraud activities with. So this isn't just going to stop with the trial. For the rest of my life, I will be figuring out ways how to prevent this and to point out I was and am held accountable for my wrongdoings. Always. Most people are. They've just got, law enforcement has just gotten away from it with this for so long. KBI, Kansas Bureau of Investigation, was there that night. And if you had read one of the reports by the expert, uh, Scott Defoe, who has impeccable, has an impeccable resume, said KBI just goes along with whatever WPD says. You know, we were never interviewed by any other entity, not KBI, not C-Post, nothing. C-Post is uh, oh, uh, peace officer standard and training. You know, they don't want to hear it. I'd actually called Adam from Netflix, actually gave me a number to the DOJ, the Department of Justice in Kansas City, that was supposed to be a hotline 
for civil rights violations. I called and went, I can't remember the name of the person I asked for. Someone answered, this was after hours, someone answered and said, uh, why do you want this person? And I explained, he said, we don't handle complaints here. I'm aware of this case and hung up on him. Which wow. now, a few years later, isn't that, a, isn't that a shame that people? That's a shame that people act like that. I mean, it's a it's, government it's a, officials. It's, it's, it's almost unbelievable. The this number was billed as a hotline for constitutional rights violations. He said, "We don't accept complaints here." Now I know this case and hung up. That, like I said, the KBI just goes along with whatever WPD says, you know. That that are other are other families reaching out to you? Yes. With similar, not 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 the same situation because you know this type of of swatting incident has happened a couple more times. I believe you were the first family this happened to, where somebody actually winded up being. Um, shot and killed by a police officer, but are other families that reach out to you with maybe other police incidents uh, that want to tell you their story to maybe connect or somehow have like a group or some sort of, of, of support team. I welcome them reaching out as I, as I tell everybody, the only difference between me and the thousands and thousands of other families who've lost a loved one to law enforcement is the manner in which my son died. It was due to a squatting call. Their pain and suffering is no less than mine. They're no less caring and feeling. I cannot tell you the change that comes over you when something like this happens. It's it's almost inexplicable to explain to relay what it does to you. I mean, no, yeah. not, not possible. As I always ask. I, mean, I don't, I don't think anyone would ever understand it. They can't. I mean, you having children, pause and take, take a moment. What would you do? How would you feel if you lost one of them? You can't fathom it. No. And it's not supposed to happen at the hands of law enforcement. I mean, right. one, like I said, Dominic White was running away. They shot him in the back. Cedric Lofton, 17 years old, died in JDF handcuffed. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. And what I like to say is we have a homicidal law enforcement in this country. Because almost every one of them are listed as homicides. There's four definitions of homicide, so I can't say murder, but homicide. Mm-hmm. Now, people really need to know this, and I will continue speaking out. I will go and talk to any platform, any person that wants to know about this, because I mean, were you aware that thousands of people are killed annually by law enforcement? Thousands. And the number goes up each year. No, thousands. I mean, (laughs) if I repeat myself, I apologize. 
they are like the Gestapo, Gestapo, however you want to pronounce it. They kill with impunity. No repercussions, hardly at all. Of course, George Floyd's officers were held accountable. Uh, there were just like Tamir Rice. I mean, go on and on and on and think about those are just the ones that make the news, like my sons. And I read off just mm-hmm. a smidgen of the names I'm aware of. And there's I a saying, you, a police. Po- yeah, go. No, go. There's a saying. No, the I police, thank the you police for, is a saying. <laughs> that's what needs to be happen, happening. This is supposed to be a government for the people, by the people, of the people. Well, the people get shot in this government by their very own law enforcement just because they can. They don't even have to have a reason or explain themselves. Rat tried to explain himself, but he has so many contradictions. He said he thought my son fit the description of the culprit. Let me ask you this. There was only one identifying piece of information, and that was it was a male caller. How many accurate descriptions do you have of a caller that you do not know? Well, Tyler Barris, did he... He didn't describe, I don't know, because I didn't hear the 911, the 16 minute or however long it was, 911 phone call that he had made, but I don't think he gave a description of any, I wouldn't assume that he gave a description unless he just made someone up off the top no, of the head, he off his head. Didn't. That just happened to look just like Andrew. And he gave a wrong description of the house. That was evident. The phone call took a lot longer wow. than that. It came in at 610. My son was shot and they were still on the phone. 16 minutes after this shooting yeah, with Tyler Barris. You know, then it goes back to the excuse. Information wasn't being relayed properly. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Unbelievable. Is there anything else that you want to put out there? Um, I just want to give thanks. Okay. Sorry. I just want to thank a few people. No, there's a small delay. There's a, there's a small delay on the uh, between when I say and you say that's okay, but I'll let you finish your your sentence. Oh no, I want to thank Dion Leffler from the Wichita Eagle. He has been so thoroughly invested in this. He's the one that uncovered Rap had been referred to EIS six times in a matter of months. Also, Sergeant Jonker had been referred twice. Uh, there's Alma Ann Classen-Jones. She's my manager, advisor, protects me from sticking my foot in my mouth. Miko Hayes with the Daily Hayes, who uncovered Rap's name. They have both been my family's stalwart supporters from the beginning. Uh, there's also a huge sense of gratitude for Brian Knappenberger, who did the series on Netflix, Web of Make-Believe, Death Lies in the Internet. The first episode depicts depicts my son's demise. Uh, My attorney, Andrew Stroth, with Action Injury Law Group. uh, To the supporters that have been with us in this horrific situation since the beginning. And the newer supporters from all over the world. A very 
heartfelt thank you. And lastly, Adam Kaplan from Netflix, who I've been luckily, luckily able to maintain contact since we were interviewed by Brian, and Adam's wife, Siobhan, both of whom hold a very special place in my life. I mean, it's just, as I said, I'm confused as to why there's not more negativity. Francis isn't aware of any negativity, and the only negativity I'm aware of is just a tiny bit a few months after it happened when they were saying, comply, you die, comply or die, you know. I don't know where the negativity is. I appreciate the outpouring of love and support and the people that are, they say, this is disgusting. This is, you know, the descriptions they give are just so helpful just to know so many people support us in this is just awesome. Can I show a few bit? I support you. I know. Can I show just a little bit of my son's artwork? Yes, you can. Okay. Of course. You can see it best. This is the front of his. Can you see it or not? No, not. No, you got to back up a little bit, maybe. Oh. There we go. Okay. Andy drew. Andrew drew this. This is on front of his funeral brochure. They did not release his body, and we were not able to have his funeral well into January 2018. They gave no excuse. They They would not release his body. And he also, they also have a poem he had written. Still here I stand. Through it all, ups and downs, all the smiles and all the frowns. I've been high, I've hit bottom, been loved and forgotten. All the lessons learned, all the time burned. Maybe I haven't won, but when it's all said and done, still here I stand. Through it all is the title of that. And this is something he's grown that was, oh, dang it. That might be too, too light. Is that too light? <laughs> yeah, it's a little light. Okay. This is I'll just show this. maybe a little bit. I'll just show this. Okay. It's a little darker. Nah, that might have to be all. Sorry. He was in the gifted. Andy was. He was very smart. He was a prankster too. That he used to get these capsules from the prank store that imagine the worst smell possible. Magnify that by 10 times. Once he threw one into my bedroom, there's no way to get rid of this smell. No way. It has to. Yeah. I think I know what those are, those little stink capsule oh, things that you, yes. little, that you throw. <laughs> yeah. Another, they yeah, take I remember those. A while to go away. He also threw one into my car. Yes, they do. One time, he was having a water fight with, uh, Francis and some other people. He came in once to fill up the balloons at the sink. Where we lived, the sink was, uh, the kitchen was quite close to the living room. I was sitting on the couch and I saw him pondering 
Do I throw this at her or do I not? After about 10 seconds, he threw it at me. Somehow, everybody came inside. The water balloon fight commenced. Flour got involved. So much flour that if there had been yeast, several loaves of bread would have been baked, been made. I mean, he was just, he set off the fire alarm when he was in the gifted program at Hadley Element, at Hadley School. Got in trouble for that. And the, the firemen explained to him how much it cost every time they do those things. I mean, Andy was just so remarkable. And as I said, very, very private. He had a very small circle of people that he let in. Actually, uh, Lynn Smith and Tom Sawyer, both uh, politicians in this area, helped get a law passed in Andy's name. And like I said, Andy, (laughs) he's not very happy about all this, but it has to be done. He has to be remembered. All these lives have to be remembered. Well, change is going to come because of it. And, you know... Has it changed you? You're strong and... No. I'm not strong. Watching the show and watching the No, I'm doing what any other mother who's lost a child wrongly would be doing. No, no. this This is my path in life. This is what I have to do. No, there's no option. There's no thinking, oh, am I scared to do this? Do I no, there's no thinking if I want to do it or not. It has to be done. You know, and like I said, that lady from Korea sending me those two links. The endless amount of avenues I have to pursue different things. I've gone to forwarding these links to all the other justice families, as many as I can. So, no, I know a few things that's going on behind the scenes, and I'll probably have to wait until the the lawsuits are finished. After the civil case is settled, we go for the criminal, and that's because in the criminal case, we'll be able to use the information in the civil case. So there's just so much going on. And I'm so appreciative of the support. That's what overwhelms me. I mean, sometimes I'm, I don't know if it's right of me to be surprised. I don't know if that's, I don't know how to feel about that because it's especially all over the world, Korea, Australia, uh, many places in these places, not just one or two, Ireland, England. I mean, wow. And I'm very appreciative of all the support we've shown. Very much. I know people. Well, I appreciate. Who, I know people who have been harassed by people after losing a loved one to law enforcement. They are harassed, degraded. Yeah. I mean, no, no. And I'm sure, with your Latin background, you're aware of, like the Texas Uvalde police officers. You know, you consider yourself Hispanic or just Latin? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, know what Spanish, what, but I'm a no, Puerto Rican. I don't know. I don't Puerto know what's Rican proper. Descent, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I just consider myself American, I guess. But I was, I was yeah, I'm sorry, area, I didn't mean, I I didn't mean to insinuate you're anything but. But I mean, 
No, that's okay. No, that's 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 totally fine. You know, I'm I'm, I'm very lighthearted. I, I don't um I I don't ever really get offended at all. In fact, if you watch most of my episodes, I I'm I tell doing you that tonight. Of quite often by most of my most of my guests. So I'm doing that tonight. That's how I'm going to spend my <laughs> it's night. It's okay. It, it's fine. No, I want to. I'm going to get a. I have a good well, feel I, about you. Anyway. I do want to tell you. I, I I'm telling you right now, Lisa. I I, I want to thank you so much for coming on to the loud spot podcast. And for anyone that's watching this, you know, I, I normally do music and, and entertainers and actors. And I found this story so intriguing. Once, once I watched my heart went out to you, I, I saw your emotion in the Netflix and some of the scenes. And I wanted to talk to you. And I want to get the story from not just from what Netflix says, but from, from what you actually had to say. So I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on here. We are going to end the show now. We went over an hour and I'm so happy that you were able to tell of so many different things on here. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, there is so much more. Before that, I end it. There's so much yeah, more to come yeah. out. There's so much more information. We, and as a, not out there. As the story and as the story unfolds, let's continue talking about these things and maybe have different different episodes with it. And we are going to end the show, but I do want to say before I end the show, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. And as I say on every episode, peace out, rock on. And if anybody has any questions or one explanations, message me on Messenger. I'll gladly answer. Thank you, Sebastian. There you go. You can find your description. You're welcome. Justice for Andrew Finch is the Facebook page and Lisa Finch. You can find her on Facebook as well. That's all the time we got. And Lisa, stay right there for me, will you? I will. Thank you. This is the loud spot outro by nothing short of tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over.